Hi, I'm Peter Alsop, and our song to choose this week comes from my Staying Over album. It's called I Cried, written by Ruth Pelham. Ruth is a longtime friend, an educator, songwriter, and performer. She's dedicated her life to helping children learn by using music. Her school programs and songs blend her years of musical experience with her innovative approach to education. She founded the Music Mobile in 1977 to bring learning and love to the neighborhoods of Albany, New York, where she works to build peaceful communities and empower children and their families to be responsible local and global citizens in a world greatly in need of hope and possibility. I first heard Holly Neer sing this song, and I met Ruth in person shortly after. So let's listen to our song to chew for today from my Staying Over album, I Cried. real tough I got out of bed I brushed my teeth and then I held my head and then I cried cried, cried, cried I said I won't wear those shoes and I won't wear those socks I won't go to school if I can't take my new rocks And then I cried, 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 cried Breakfast was a scene I wouldn't eat my eggs I got jelly in my hair And I spilled juice on my legs And then I cried, 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 cried was no better My best friend was sick I got a gumball on my homework And in gym I got kicked And then I cried Cried, cried, cried I went home and the house smelled great Fresh muffins out to cool My daddy poured me a cup of milk Then he hugged me warm and still And then I cried, 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 cried My dad said, what is wrong? And here's what I said I said, I wish that you and my mom Would live together again And then I cried, 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 cried Your mom and I are friends No longer husband and wife But we will love you always We'll love you all our lives And then we cried, 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 cried Today was real tough I got into bed I snuggled with my teddy bear then laid down my head and then I cried, 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 cried. I played my guitar, my bass, my bowed psaltery, and my nose whistle on that song. Actually, this song was the best song I had ever heard for children and families about divorce. It was also the only song I've ever heard about divorce. For much of my career, 
I discover a difficult subject about something that families needed to deal with, and I'd look around to see if there were songs that addressed the issue. If I couldn't find one, I'd write one. Then I found I cried, and it covered most of the important healing and courageous discussions that need to take place in order to help a family move on to the next phase of living in a different configuration than what they had expected, divorce. I'm delighted when I find someone else has written a song I can use to get a difficult issue out onto the table, so to speak, as a way for kids and families to begin talking about what was happening to them. And this song eloquently broaches the topics of how difficult it is to carry on our regular lives while we're grieving for the loss of a life that is changing. Divorce can be traumatic for kids, and this song addresses the fact that it's also very difficult for the parents as well. We need to cry when we feel sad about losing people or pets or other things in our lives, but we seldom cry enough. So if we can find a safe, quiet place and cry about something that makes us sad, it can really help. Some of us have trouble crying. Some of us find ourselves laughing at things when in fact we're really sad. If that happens to you, that's okay. Don't worry or beat yourself up. Laughing releases our pent-up grief too. And sadness and pain don't get better until we release the deep emotions that we have about our loss. Around the world, many of our social norms teach us that it's not okay to cry, especially for men and boys, or in front of other people. Once I realized that, I actually sat down and made a list of people I knew who wouldn't mind if I started crying when I was with them. I call these folks safe people. Sometimes I don't cry until I'm alone, and then I let myself feel the sadness and I cry. But sometimes it just comes over me when I'm with others, and I can't stop crying. That's okay, too. Sadness is part of being human. Have you ever thought about which of the people around you might be a safe person to cry with? Like, it wouldn't make them so uncomfortable that they'd have to hand you a tissue, kind of letting you know that your crying feels uncomfortable for them? You might want to think about who might be a safe person in your life, and you can even ask them when you see them. <laughs> I remember once in a therapy session, I started crying. My therapist offered me the tissue box, and I sobbed to her. <laughs> told me your office was a safe place and it was okay to be sad and cry, but now you're handing me a tissue and I'm pretty sure that means you want me to stop crying and stop being sad, but, but I'm paying you a lot of money for this to be a safe place for me to cry, and now I feel like it's not okay to cry here. And she said to me, oh dear, of course it's a safe place for you to cry here in my office. Crying is allowed. I just don't allow any snot in my office. Here, wipe your nose. You can keep crying if you want. We both laughed. And, of course, that stopped my crying, but I started again anyway. So you can never be completely sure if someone's a safe person or not. Sometimes you have to get clarification about that. I also learned that usually after a good cry, I feel a little better, even if it doesn't change the circumstances of what I'm sad about. I feel some relief, and I can adjust and start accepting things the way they're unfolding. The reason crying makes other people feel uncomfortable is because it's contagious. When someone cries, it brings up our own sad feelings if we let it. And sometimes we start to cry too. Everyone has hurts, and crying helps heal our body by rebalancing us. Our tears actually release toxins along with the grief that we carry within us. I worked for years with another friend, Dr. Annette Goodhart, who is an expert in using laughter therapy as a way to help us get unstuck when we find that we're stuck in our grief. It's completely understandable that some kids don't want to talk about their parents' divorce because they don't want to think about it. Why would we want to talk about something that we feel angry and powerless about? Some kids even feel responsible when the parents get divorced. One thing we know for sure is that a kid is never responsible 
when parents get divorced. That's the parent's decision, not something that a child did. Some kids try to act perfectly, hoping that their parents will get back together if they do everything perfectly. Others are uncooperative and act out. These are the cries of a hurting heart. It helps to remember that disruptive behavior usually means that something is bothering that person, and even though it may be directed at us, it may not have been caused by us. Ruth Pelham also includes and models a very important message in this song that is the primary factor in helping children and parents cope with this kind of loss. It's that we can continue to care about each other as we go through the sadness in our process of changing. Dad sings the lines, Your mom and I are friends, no longer husband and wife, but we will love you always. We'll love you all our lives. And then we cried. We cried, cried, cried. You can reach Ruth at ruthpelham.com. P-E-L-H-A-M. Check out her other work. She's remarkable. And I'm Peter Alsop. I'll be back next week with another song to chew. Bye for now.